Desperate Housewives fan podcast, episode number three. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And here we are tonight to discuss with you the GSPN.TV community season five, episode number two, titled We're So Happy, You're So Happy. Alrighty. So, Stephanie, I was really, really, really excited about this episode because I really felt like it's starting to bring back some of what I really got interested in in Desperate Housewives last season. Okay. And I I guess last week was just, I mean, the, the whole jump five years forward thing, it was such a shock. Um, most notably for me, of course, was Gabby. You know, mm-hmm. and and just the way they have completely made her over, which I would I just want to say that is awesome. They've I, done a really good job. I love that they did that. But anyway, um, yeah, so so it was a huge shock. And then, of course, you know, there was the whole Mike and Susan thing. What in the world happened to them? And and and, and of course, seeing Lynn and Tom's boys. Lynette. So, Lynette, sorry. Seeing their boys so much older, it, it just seemed like such a shocker. Mm-hmm. And 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 it took me a little time to adjust. And honestly, I thought that, you know, they get, they told us some good stories. I mean, they gave us some good storylines right. in the last episode. However, I was really concerned whether or not I might or might not enjoy this. It, it, it's, it's almost as though the 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 storyline may have changed and or the way they tell stories might have changed okay but this episode reminds was written and the stories are very much similar to what i what i actually in like what kind of drew me in at the end of the last season and specifically with my favorite new character on the show dave williams why is he your new favorite new character? I like he is there's like your new favorite character or your favorite new character. I think he's my favorite character right now. Okay. I mean that could they subject to change of course. Okay. But I I I think he is my favorite character because well first of all I don't know what it is about Dave Williams. But the second I saw him for the very first time, I'm like this guy looks familiar. Right. Where have I seen him before? Right. And I could have swore it's like as soon as he he looks like somebody that I've seen before, but maybe his hair has been dyed blonde. And I'm like, I have no idea where I would have seen this guy before, but he looks like he looks familiar right. as one of those faces. And, and, and just his I, I don't know. I, I could swear I've seen him before. Right. We pulled out finally tonight during the show. You like totally zoned out. I totally you zoned out. You got up. You stopped watching the show, so that you could go and Google 
IMDb. This character and I, you found I, I am, his IMDb. I did. And his, I found out, number one, his name is uh, Neil McDonough. And um, I could not find anything in that list that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Because his face and his voice and the way he he carries himself as an actor mm-hmm. kind of just like, I mean, just really is familiar to me. Okay. And I'm like, where have I seen it? And I looked through the list and none of that stuff really stood out to me. Now, there were two things. There are actually only two things on IMDB that I would have even closely, maybe even possibly remember seeing him in. One would be an episode of Diagnosis Murder. I doubt it. I don't think that he made that much of an impression in one episode of Diagnosis Murder or even two. Right. So I saw that in his list of credits, he was in Diagnosis Murder. I don't I don't know that I remember him from there, but maybe I do. I mean, obviously, we watched every episode of Diagnosis oh Murder, yeah. which, by the way, I enjoyed that show right. while it was on back then. Until it until it got so... Until we had real television. And because not... <laughs> I mean, the same doctor can't solve the same crimes every time all by himself. It just... Yeah, it got unrealistic. It did. But it was enjoyable at the time. I like Dick Van Dyke. So here's the other thing. The other thing he, he was in that I may have possibly seen him in was Star Trek First Contact which of course is the mo- is a, one of the uh, uh one of the venues one of the movies of Star Trek right the next generation series of Star Star Trek and I know I saw that movie but I do not recall seeing him however I'll tell you what I am very much I uh, and and of course Chef Mark's saying in the chat room that he's been in tons of movies and TV shows and you're absolutely right. In fact, they ran out of space on IMDb to just even tell you all about all the stuff he's been in, none of which other than the two I just mentioned that I would have even remotely had the chance right. to have seen him. Right. But he looks so familiar. And I remember him from Boomtown, but that has He he re- you never watched I that. So I have no idea. So Chef Mark says he always plays the creepy, scary guy. Yes, and which I, is what I'm exactly expecting from this character. Well, obviously, I think that's what they've shown, especially uh, they gave us the hint that he was uh, um, put away into a psych some ward. For actors some actors can only play that part. Right. I like I like his unknown past, you okay. know, and just I, I love the fact that he's a motivational speaker. You know, and that he's he's one of those guys that is just going to be always Don't use that uh, voice with me. I hate that. Yeah, I always I, I like I like the fact that he seems calm and in control, and and he seems um he seems to always make sure that he's able to control the his outlook and his perspective, and he's mastered some techniques on how to live a life more full. And and yet deep inside, there's there's something there's there's something inside him just yearning to get out. And I love the fact that, you know, I I enjoyed watching the opening thing about the, um, you know, everybody loves a good neighbor. Mm -hmm. And they showed us one portion of, you know, each of those scenes. And then at the end, they do the exact same thing. But they don't say this. Mm -hmm. And the neighbor that will do this. But 
doesn't mention this. Right. That was really good. I enjoyed that. It was. And also true. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Stephanie, what was your favorite part of this episode? I have no idea. My favorite part was Love Mom. What? Love Mom. Oh, Love Mom was awesome. So let's <laughs> That was my favorite part of this whole episode. <laughs> Sarah J. That, that is so wrong, by the way. It, on so many levels. <laughs> Can I just say that? That is so wrong on so many levels. However, <laughs> oh my love- gosh. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You were talking first. No, you go ahead because I've already talked so much. Okay. I, I love Tom's reaction to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um... I'm sorry, I can't chat with you anymore because I'm going to date another sibling or offspring. Offspring. <laughs> it was it was fun. Anyway, I first of all they use silver fizz, whatever that is. But anyway, it's supposed to be <laughs> like um, a MySpace. like a MySpace, basically Facebook kind of thing. And Lynette, you know, I, I, okay, I'm sitting here. <laughs> My kids aren't on these networks yet, right? And I and I stress yet to the nth degree because my kids are going to be so involved in technology, social, new media and and stuff well beyond even what we're in. Okay, And of course, being who I am, I have no doubt that I will have the knowledge and wisdom of if I wanted to how to go in and, quote unquote, follow up, see and check in on what my kids are doing online. I know how to do the, you know, history searches. And sure, I'll tell you what, Matthew especially. Yep. Matthew's the kind of kid that he's going to learn how to cover up tracks and 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 to 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 browse privately and stuff yeah. like that. Megan yeah. maybe not yeah. so much. So, here's what I'm saying, okay? I I'm sitting here now already thinking about this. How can I avoid doing what Lynette did? Now, would I would now I'm not going to date my daughter, okay, on 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 Facebook. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, that's good to hear. But how do how do I avoid doing the equivalent of reading my daughter's diary online? How do well, not how do I do it because I know I can do it, avoid it just by having self-control and do, not doing. It. I think but, it goes It goes back to what Lynette said last week. Tell me what she said last week, Stephanie. She said to Tom last week that when they were young, we kept saying, they'll get it, they'll get it, they'll get it. And now here they are, 16, and they don't get it. And we've only got a short time to show it to them. Right. To teach it to them. The thing is, is that you you have to mold and nurture that relationship when your kids are young so that when they are 16, they feel that they can trust you and come to you. Right. But, oh man. I, and, and, and then you won't have a need to go check in their computer see, history. I know. And I'm, because I need there's to work a trust on it now. And, and a foundation that is built. I mean, you've already, you've already had the, the very, um, I can't even think of the word I, the special for lack of a, of a better, more elaborate word opportunity to see into the window of our daughter's heart right she has opened up and shared with you in ways that are are special and precious and don't come around very often you know so i think that if we continue to to build the relationship 
I mean, we're not friends with our kids right now by any stretch of the imagination. That's not that's not our role. It's not right our now. goal. It's not, it's I would not hope our that, goal, and it's not yeah. our role. I, I, well, our ultimate goal when they're I, when our when kids are adults, adults, we want we want to be their being a friend with them. Um, right? I yeah, I know what you're saying, but it is not my role right now. Exactly, or or my goal. Um, that's what I said. I was just repeating what you said. But when I said it, you almost sounded as though you didn't agree with me. I didn't. But now you say it and now you agree with yourself, though. But you had said that it was never our goal to be a friend. Did I say that? I don't think I did. I can rewind the tape. I didn't imply it. I have a coaster. (laughs) Chef Mark says, be quiet and make us a pot roast. (laughs) I want a, I want a pot roast. Let's talk. Let's go ahead and talk about that because I think people understand what I was getting at with the, how am I going to, I think you you got to build a relationship when you're young. I don't want to snoop around on my daughter's business. You got to, you got to have the relationship. You got to have the trust. I pray that I build that relationship and that trust so that when my daughter's starting to, um, date this fly too. No, uh, when my daughter's starting to date that smelly young boy that comes around with no, his what's it, what's it? stinky socks and Derek stuff. Derek with the mustache and the Mustang. Derek From the, with the mustache there's a, there's a and commercial, the Mustang. There's a commercial out right now that is Megan's favorite commercial uh-huh. um, on TV. It's for a cell phone and um, it, it for this special family plan and dad comes in and he's like hey guess what i got us the new family plan unlimited this and unlimited that and um the son oh, comes the out exclusion and says for the guy in the mustang exactly the exclu- oh no i'm sorry honey there there's there's, there's a no, no Derek, Derek with a mustache and and yeah, you know gotcha. car t-mobile Flaws. is that who it's t-mobile and yeah. um he says what's he says he goes dude Bummer. Dude, bummer. <laughs> and that's Megan's favorite commercial right now. It so is. I think I, she gets it. Yeah. So when she starts dating Derek with the mustache and the Mustang, then we'll have a problem. Yeah. But, so. um, Let's anyway, just, back anyway, to the pot yeah, roast. Yeah, yeah pot, pot roast. So that was totally weird. I mean, I, I understand he's upset. Right. I understand he's got some frustrations. <laughs> I, we, we know he's really upset about the fact that he's recently died and wasn't quite made aware of it himself. No, she said he didn't. She was specifically asked, is there a Mr. Vandekamp? Which didn't well, Mr. she lie? Vandekamp, no, Mr. Van. You haven't seen that yet. It, did he die? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What happened to him? Um, He had another heart attack. Really? Mm-hmm. And he died? Yeah. Do you really want me to tell you what happened? Yeah, I mean, I'm into Pharmacy it guy OD'd him on potassium and it caused him to have a heart attack. Really? Yeah, didn't we say you shouldn't mess with your pharmacist? Wow. <laughs> Some people you don't mess so with. So she stayed with him until the end then? She did. Well, that's good. Yeah. Thank you, Bree. That That is awesome. She like totally freaked out and went off the end when when he died. So. Yeah. Yeah, you'll catch all that. So yes, he did. She did wow. not. Lie. She did not die. For, for those who are listening, well, no, everybody's listening. To this is a plus member. They they've they've heard about the whole. Right. You know how I'm just coming into this Cliff's late. Just in the catching game. up yeah. exactly. So, so anyway. um, I didn't say she supported him, but she was with him to but the she end. She stayed with him. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. Um, I understand. I just so, that sometimes. Can I just say, I, I for those are out there, I, I think there's sometimes, uh, Cliff, you must watch the. Or yes, I'm definitely yeah, going to watch. We're working on it. Yeah, we're half. We're all almost half. Our DVR so full now. We're just. <laughs> we don't have any spare over, time. We're over halfway out of through the first season, uh, but anyway, 
And and I watched uh, one of those little catch me up things yes. as much as I could. But anyway, I just want to I'm excited about the fact that even though they had issues that they didn't trust, either, they were still together and commit somewhat committed mm-hmm. to the to the relationship that they had. Whatever troubles they had, they they were together. And, they were? and yeah, it was messed up. I totally understand. But. For me, I there there's something about that commitment, mm-hmm. and to to see that even though it's not easy to work out. So no, she did not lie. Right. He um. Right. She was asked, "Is there a Mr. Vandekamp?" She said, "No, he died." Um. That that was completely true, but I do see where where Orson would be a little bit upset at the at the unmention yeah. of, of himself. Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the thing is, is that um, I thought, you know, I, I have to agree with her. There is a something about, Van, you know, Van well, you said that last week. I said it last week. It's like there's there's it ring. It's you know, <laughs> hodge. hodge. It's like the sound of the toilet. <laughs> the made. plunger mix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was hodge. funny. I thought that was funny. That was pretty funny. It was great. But Brie obviously still is having some massive selfishness issues, only concerned about herself. Uh, you know, and of course, I think that he finally really uncovered what it is. She's she's she doesn't want to take the name and she's using Vandekamp because of his jail history. Well, she said that she went back to Vandekamp when they were separated. Yeah. But I think that she has kept it because she's embarrassed. Which is, again, I love how you point it because you told me to it's like that the only way to, to save our marriage was to turn uh, myself in. Anyway, so. Bree's got some double standards, she as does. do some, you know, mm-hmm. I think we all do, unfortunately, sometimes have these double standards. They I've, I've us, certainly admitted to it more than on, more than one occasion. They showed us Bree crying, which is something we have not seen a lot. That, oh, when she was cooking the when roast she was beef. Cooking, yeah, I can Which, tell you where I would have been putting that knife, and it would not have been cutting carrots. <laughs> I'd I be just, like, "Look, Mister Vandekamp, be dead. Mister Hodge, be dead too." <laughs> listen, I, I, I'm sorry, but that was just that was ice cold. I mean, I realize she's done some pretty selfish, mean things that he has every right to be upset and and hurt and everything else. But man, that that just seemed. That just seemed wrong. I'd be. And you know what? At the same time. Stabbing and twisting. At the same time, Stephanie, even just recently, I've did some things or I did something or said something to you this past week that when I look back at it and if I, it was like viewed on television, I'd be sitting there outside of myself <laughs> looking in and saying, dude, Cliff just totally messed uh, up. I cannot even believe he said what he just said to Stephanie. That was so wrong. And so. But you know what the difference is? The difference is you were able to recognize that and you apologized and I accepted your apology and we talked ourselves through it. Right. Where um, because it's television and because it's drama, it's just going to build and build and build until something explodes. Well, the truth is, is that's how the episode ends. And so therefore, um, (laughs) Beth says at least Cliff got some ice cream last night. (laughs) I did get some ice cream. I folded laundry. <laughs> anyway, that is really weird. Okay, that's in the, creepy. In the chat room. <laughs> anyway, 
I'd never seen anything like that before. <laughs> Me neither. So for those that don't know, we're recording a Desperate Housewives fan podcast live in front of an internet audience. And of course, we want to welcome you to join us. If you live on the East Coast, it's really cool because uh, we pretty much uh, record this right after it airs on the East Coast at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time until it's just Eastern Standard Time, but just right. Eastern Time. Yeah, Eastern Time. Whenever we finish uh, any new episode, Sunday evenings, you'll catch us here at 10.30 p.m. So uh, we have lots of fun with stuff, and there's this little ghost guy beating his head against the wall. So <laughs> I didn't see him beating his head against uh, yeah, the wall. Yeah, he, well, cool. he finally crawled his way over there. So He's stuck. Nifty. Anyway. All right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um. Okay. Oh, is the That's Morse awesome. code not working? It, let, let's see if Edith is trying to say something. Cause Edith, are you there? Hi. Are you trying yeah. to get our attention? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking on the, on the phone that I hear. And keeps going. It reminds me of this little thing hitting his head against the wall. <laughs> I thought that there's a reason for that noise. <laughs> I I saw some kind of Morse code talk or something in there. I was just hoping that uh, maybe the talk show or they were all hearing a beeping oh. on talk yeah, show like Morse code. Oh. Yeah, this is what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Well, I'll put you back on mute if you need anything. You just hit star eight. No, and we'll, we'll I, bring uh, you. I'll hit this. I'm fine listening to you guys. All right, thanks, Edith. <laughs> okay. All righty. So next. Next would be well. Let, yeah, let's move on to yeah. uh, Susan and Mike. Okay. What a what a messed up girl this Susan is. The, and yeah. All the way from season one, she's always she been messed is, up. Uh, she I love is a her. flaky person. But I love her. I. How can you not? I know. She she's is, lovable, isn't she? She's adorable. She's benoying. She is benoying. But you have got to love her. Of course, if you want to know what benoying means, you <laughs> really should listen to the Full Time Mom podcast <laughs> over at fulltimemompodcast.com. Yeah, I like how I worked that in. Yeah, and you like I that? I didn't do that intentionally. I just use that word all the time now. Yes. Um, Which is a word that my daughter made up. So I just want to say that Jackson reminds me of Mike Myers when he played Wayne in Wayne's World. I'm telling you this this I mean he's got that face he's got that the hair he looks like a he looks he like have, he should be do, he and Garth no, his, should be his hanging hair's out a little bit better oh Garth it's really bad hair. all right well you put you put Wayne's world in today's culture you you know with today's <laughs> hairstyle you have Wayne okay I'm telling you he seems like a little kid and tech yeah. guy says, does Jackson use Susan as a sex toy? I think it's, I think I Susan think it's the uses, other way around using him because she's not willing to commit to any kind of relationship with him. No. Although now he's met her son, even accidentally, which in a robe, in a robe, in a land far outside. Away. Who are you? I am. Um, nice legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? What I despise about television, yeah, is you despise when, something about television. Well, God knows I watch enough of it to despise something. Okay, is that when you know? I mean, when you've been watching a show as long as I've been watching Desperate Housewives, you know when two characters belong together, Mike and Susan, and they're just in I mean, a land <laughs> where two belong together. Yeah, thanks. What is it with you in Star Wars? That's like that's the, not like, Star Wars. 
Or that's Del Delaf D. Oh gosh, did you know he just passed away? Who the guy that does in a land? What is that? He's the guy who that does all the movie me, trailers. Okay, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, but that makes me think of the opening. De La Fontaine, Don then, La Fontaine. Anyway, back to anyway when when you know that two characters are so so absolutely meant to be together, but. Life and circumstances keep getting in the way. Dan LaFontaine? La I thought it was Don LaFontaine. Anyway, okay. the movie trailer. The movie trailer guy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was talking. I, I apologize. I am now listening to you. That's great. Full attention. I've already said it four times. On you. Kind of not going to repeat it. No, oh, come on. How am I supposed Other people are sick and tired of hearing me say the same thing. I, they were listening to me doing the movie right. trailer fight thing. they're gone. all talking about it. Ah, look at that. I was right. His name's Don. Now you have my full attention. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not reading um, the chat. I am watching you. <laughs> when two I characters are meant to be together, but life and circumstances keep getting in the way. Yes. It's quite annoying. And even more so on television. Especially when it's the writers keeping them apart. Exactly. And not fate. Exactly. But, I mean, because they're still writing these characters very much loving each other. I mean, if you watch the way that Mike and Susan were in the bar together, they very much still love each other, but getting past all the hurt well, they and the can't, drama. They can't write them getting back together in the second episode after we learn that they're divorced. I know, but so it's all on again the, and off again and on again and off again. It's not on again and off again. It was on again in last season and now it's off and it will be on again by the end of this season. And then it'll be off again. No, it won't. All right. We have we'll invested see. too much. In we, this lesson, we okay. look at you all claiming to invest. Fourteen episodes in season one, I've invested in this relationship. We, I do. I still don't even know how in and or if you don't even Susan know what finds the first out. Off again is. I know, and I want to we invested. Did my you get run over end. by Orson? Yeah. See, you don't even know that. I do. If it's I clueless. did, if I did not know that, how would I have just asked you that question? Answer me that. Because. At the end of last season, he finds out that it was Orson who ran him over. I that understand that. I You uh, never saw it all happen. I did see it all happen randomly as I do not throw that coaster. It is made of porcelain. It it's will, made of ceramic. Is not ceramic and porcelain the same thing? Shall I Google? <laughs> what about Gabby and Carlos? <laughs> Let's talk about Gabby and Carlos. <laughs> I love in the beginning when Gabby says, and I'm really feeling this right now. I'm like really feeling this right yeah. now. She's, he says, I like working from home. I get to spend more time with you and the kids. She's like, I don't need to spend more time with you. And, and the, the kids, kids are, are on, on the fence. fence. <laughs> that is this awesome. Is I'm so feeling his pain. I am so relating to that line. <laughs> great writing right there. That w- See, that's what I... Can I just say, this is what I like about Desperate Housewives. It is, it is there, real. I mean, some of, times. Okay, some of it's over-dramatized. I understand that. It's but there is some real stuff here. And they're doing a great job of showing it. I love, love, love <laughs> Gabby and Carlos in this episode. First of all, Carlos, 
he's rubbed too many members now. <laughs> yeah, that was just. Well, the funny thing is, is that in Mr. the promos, in the promos for this episode, that's all they. That's the only clip they showed of Bree saying was that he had rubbed too many members. Oh gosh! <laughs> like, oh great, where are they going with that? But I, I mean, you know, getting the gist of it. But, um, right. Oh, okay. I was reading the. I sorry. heard. I saw you reading the chat room. Reading the chat, and she swears that she's not pregnant in real life. I'm guessing that's what IRL means in um, real life. Ah, cool. That was just a guess. I'm yeah. gonna guess. I would say means. IRL means in real life. But she swears that she's not pregnant in real life. Her name is uh, Eva Longoria Parker. Parker, and she did not look pregnant in the I'm a PC commercial. That's for sure. No. And so uh, she didn't look pregnant on the red carpet for the Emmys either. But boy, did they do but a makeover dress- on her when they did this season Actually, of this show. You can kind of tell that it's the clothes that they're dressing her in it's and the- not so much and not because they it's caught the- a shot of her where she wasn't wearing it wasn't in the dress. It was in one of those frumpy shirts they had her in at home i like that frumpy where do hey, you, where do i you, used to have a whole closet full of frumpy clothes i know frumpy <laughs> i love okay. that word um frumpy so i'm looking up the keep going i'm good i have to look up and see if there's okay. a dictionary term i don't for, even know what anyway frumpy so there there's a shot of her at home where she turns a certain way and the shirt that she's wearing um how would you spell frumpy F-R-U-M-P-Y. I gotcha. Thank you. Keep You're going. You're welcome. What, uh, it didn't cling to her, but it, it, anyway, the way you can tell that it's more, it's more the, the clothes that they're putting her in and then, then I, <laughs> Beth says, I am living frumpy. Uh, We've all been there, honey. It, it's weird. Uh, it, it says, uh, <laughs> listen to this Four dictionary results for frumpy. Uh, first of all, pronunciation, uh, and then of course you can click on it and it'll. it'll frumpy. Oh, listen! Oh, listen! Frumpy. Frumpy. But it's an adjective. But here's all it says underneath there: frumpier, frumpiest. Oh wait, 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 wait. Okay, here, here, here's. An, oh well, no, this isn't down. frumpy. It's well, this is frump. A girl or woman regarded as dull, plain, or unfashionable. Frumpy. Stephanie, you are so hip with the language. I did not know you were no, such I've a linguist. Lo- I've lived that doll existence. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A, a person yeah. regarded as colorless or primely sedate. Hmm. Hmm, I think. Nifty. Anyway, I'm sorry to intrude upon your uh, diatribe there. Go ahead. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, uh, Carlos has rubbed too many people. So hold she- on before you go on. Okay. Cause now I'm reading, I'm reading the chat room, um, the chat room. Yes. And my friend Beth who referred Your to friend her. Beth, says, I thought she was my friend. No, tonight she's mine. Okay. Um, anyway, earlier in the chat, she had said frumpy is, is her life. You know, she is, she is living frumpy. Um, and then she said that she's wearing, um, a nightgown and pajamas and they're not a set. And so I just felt like I needed to tell her that right now I'm wearing a black t-shirt because we're recording live, but I'm most definitely sporting my pajama pants underneath <laughs> his desk. <laughs> that is so funny. It was like the first thing that when we got home from dinner, I'm like, I so want to put on my pajamas, but I can't. So that is hilarious. Um, I compromised and 
That is so funny. I have on I have on my pajama pants and my fuzzy socks and she's to got, keep my feet warm. And she's and got the got top on, on that she wore today. And I got on my black Because the webcam is on. <laughs> that is so cool. Anyway, so just thought I'd share. I'm anyway, half rump. I'm half a, rump. Yeah. So, Stephanie. Yes. You were saying that you, you could so tell that they did it. They're doing it with the frumpy clothes because they cut a shot of her in the frumpy outfit where I guess you could tell that she where, like the way she swung her body and the shirt fell on her that. Yeah. OK. In such a way that yeah. you could just tell that. But Eva Longoria Parker has has made a public statement, a public statement that she is not pregnant. She's just fat. She's just fat. That's what she says. But she's not. She's fat. not fat. I think she was referring to the character. Oh, okay. Because I, I think that's done with a lot of makeup and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because there was one scene. It's the messy hair. It's the messy hair. That it, makes her face look fuller. It, but, and, and you know what? There was one scene last week where she didn't look like that. Right. There was one scene last week where we saw her one whole shot where she did not look like that at all. Mm-hmm. And so wonderful job on the makeup. And let, let's see here. I love the fact that she's the one who coerced him to go get a job at the country club to start rubbing the guys. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's now she's not only is she disinvited, but still goes. She's she gets her husband escorted out of his place of employment. Stupid blind word I can't say on this podcast. <laughs> Not only that, but all the humility. And then he goes, listen, you know what? I I sit there and, and, and I rub most of these guys. <laughs> and he says, listen, you know, why do you want to be? They're no happier around? than I was when I was out chasing all that stuff. And she goes, what do you mean they're unhappy? They're rich. They get this. They Which get that. Well, hold on. The thing is, is the you look at last season. You, no, I'm sorry. Wait, first go back to season one because I'm I am an expert on season one. I will tell Episodes you. Episodes one through fourteen. One through fourteen, exactly. <laughs> one through fourteen. I will tell you that when she had it all, when Gabby had it all, that's what I was going to say. But you told me to wait a minute. You no, go ahead. I'll stop. Go ahead. You're excited. She was so unhappy. <laughs> She was rich. She was out shopping. She, she was said, buying purses. She, you know what she said? What to did John? she say? When John says, I thought you got all everything you ever wanted. What did she say to him? You tell me because I'm not that I big of an expert. I wanted all the wrong things. I wanted all the wrong things. That's exactly what she now said. Now she has everything that she wanted and she wants everything that she had. Exactly. Did you catch all that? I did. All right. And I love, gosh, they gave Carlos so many awesome lines. We haven't lost anything that matters. How, you know, it doesn't matter. One of the things you fail to see just how good we got it. We have kids who love us more than ice cream. That was awesome. That, and, and not only that, but there is some emotion tied to those lines. Because anybody who has kids, which I know somebody in this room, at least two people in this room that have three of them, that it is so awesome to know that we beat out ice cream not all the time though nine times out of ten <laughs> <What do you> say? <laughs> there's that one time <laughs> there's that one time when we'll be out in public that we won't win over ice cream and then somebody's gonna remember that this is true and now uh we've already talked about lynette and tom we talked about brie 
you know, she's obviously doing some rebranding and, you know, or she's opposed to rebranding. We haven't talked about Mrs. McCluskey being on the creepy guy. Oh, my goodness. Mrs. McCluskey. Dave he totally Williams. threatened her cat. He took, he, 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 he catnapped it. He catnapped her cat. That sounded really stupid. It sounded better in my mind before you said it. And as soon as you said it, it's like, that sounds really stupid. Not that you said something really stupid, but it just, catnapped. I like Mrs. McCluskey. Do you? I, I do, do too. You'll find Ever, out some fun things about her if you get to finish the other seasons. Will I really? Yeah, she's when a cool do we character. get to know her? More. You, she starts watching. She starts watching Lynette's kids. She. You know what she is? She is your friendly neighborhood Mrs. Poole. Do you know what that <sighs> reference is? I do. Tell me what that reference is, because I want to. I'm testing your knowledge here. Are you? Who is Mrs. Poole? Come on. Anybody in the chat room? Is she, um, um, Mrs. Poole? Crap. She is, um, what is the name of that stupid show? Family Matters. That is it. Yes. And Mrs. Poole is the, the plump, happy lady no, that lives next door. The Hogan family. Well, it, yeah, that's it. It was the, it was the Hogan family. That was it. Yes. Mrs. Poole. Mrs. I Poole. totally remember her. And yes. she's she's the, yes. you know, the busybody. Yes, absolutely. I loved yeah. her on that show. And um, anyway. So yeah, we find out some really cool things about about Karen McCluskey. I know that her name's Karen. We right? do learn so. we learned last season. In first season one. Oh, season which you one? keep referring to as last season. Oh, well, for me, I just, I just um, watched it. So well, what are you talking about? When is we learned that her son That's in died. season one. Wow, That's she's been around one. since season one. Mm-hmm. Did midway through? Okay, because yeah. I was gonna say, because who was that lady that j- they buried and what's his name? Huber, Mrs. Huber. So they they got rid rid of Mrs. Huber, then and they brought then in. They could bring in M- Mrs. Mrs. McCluskey, McCluskey. which yeah. the same character, different name, different house. No, better character. I really. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm, Mrs. Hooper was a nosy busybody yeah. who stole other people's appliances. She's just Mrs. Grouch. Mrs. McCluskey is you know, a lonely old woman who... She's a little grouchy. Who tries to get her affections by being grouchy. Okay. Any attention? I will be able to notice what you're talking about when I yeah. finally get t- a chance anyway, to Anyway, she starts watching Lynette's Kids, which is totally fun because you've seen, we used the whole... We've used the clip in a different episode where um, where Lynette comes home and she's eating the fudge pop and she says, um, I think it was Parker asked if he could plant a seed in her vagina. To No, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. We've I used that rem- clip in a different podcast. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that. And, well, you'll see that coming up too because that's hilarious. Oh, wait a second. And then she's eating the fudge pop and she's like, well, I didn't show him. He wanted to see yes we've used that in like a my crazy life episode a long 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 time ago yeah talking was that the sex in the vagina show it may have been so anyway that was really fun i mean there's some really good or stuff it, with was, Mrs. Chef, chef mark calls that the so, the cliffs uh, what is it, the vagina the monologue vagina, yeah <laughs> which is not a monologue <laughs> So, um, anyway, she's on to him and she brings, she brings Catherine flowers to use her computer to find out more about. Yes. Him, I'm just very smart to see that. She's very smart. She is. Um, I am disappointed here. 
Last week, last week I said I wanted to know what happened to Lynette's other two kids. Yes, and so we they saw showed us younger, one. Yeah. They showed us Parker, who doesn't seem to be. I like that he's a geek. He, I do too. He totally was only, awesome. He's only supposed to be like a year or two younger than the twins. I know, they, but he seemed like they are either on steroids or he is like I'm, the runt of the litter. Because I'm, I'm thinking those kids have they, been. They haven't been. They've been genetically altered. <laughs> you think? I think so. <laughs> so um, I'm sorry. Five years. Yeah. Right. And then we need. We still need to find out what happened to Jenny, the or Penny, the daughter. Gotcha. So um, she got sent away. No, that was the crazy daughter, Kayla. <laughs> But um, sorry. So Penny was their youngest, the baby. So that's all the notes I have. And then they did mention Julie. Julie. And we and um, Jackson met Carl, who was Susan's first husband. Yes. How many eggs you got any more ex husbands? I need to <laughs> actually. Meet? She doesn't. So so we need to go to some uh, voice feedback and uh, we have some feedback. We How nifty do is that? for the yeah for episode number three already. And for those of you who are listening on the West Coast, okay, you're listening to the podcast after. Please understand, we want you to be a part of this community. We so want you to be a part of gspn.tv as a whole. I mean, that's why Stephanie and I sit behind these microphones every single day and record podcasts. It's because we want to involve you in this whole thing. And we want you to let us know what you're thinking about this episode. So don't worry that we've covered all the different topics because I'm sure there's something you're saying. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe Cliff just said that. I want to just tell him what I think about this from a different perspective. Then do that. Give us a call on our phone line. The phone number is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Give us a call at what number, Stephanie? 859-795-4067. That's right. And if you want to, you can also send us email to feedback at gspn.tv. We will be happy to hear from you either way. Of course, we do like voicemails better because then we get to hear your voice just like we're getting ready to hear Maggie's. Hey, Stephanie and Cliff, this is Maggie from the Girls Night in Radio podcast. I'm calling in because I just finished listening to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. And I was calling to tell Steph that I could not think of Mary Alice's son's name either. Cliff asked, and I was like, shoot, what is his name? And I didn't remember until you said his name. I did remember Susan's um, daughter's name, though. Why do I have so much trouble with names sometimes? There's so many. Haven't seen the first season, the fifth season yet. Um, planning on it very soon. So, just, was just calling in to say record some more Desperate Housewives. I like hearing about the first season. It's been so long since I've seen it. Okay, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Alrighty, so thank you very much, Maggie. And again, if you guys are out there, we want to hear from you. Area code eight five nine seven nine five. Four zero six seven, and Stephanie. With that, I'd love to make my friend Mark a pot roast, but he'd have to come to my state. He would have to. We have. I expect my woman to make. Well, I don't know if I'm his woman. I would doubt that, but I would make him a pot roast. If Chef he would Mark, you come here and you to know my state. You know you have a place to stay in Kentucky and pot roast for dinner. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for Which listening. I think it's going to be on our menu this week. That sounds good. I'm like, seriously. Do we have a pot roast? 
No. All right. So anyway, thank you for listening to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. This is a plus member only edition. And uh, we just want to say thank you to our plus members. If you are listening to this and you have not yet answered your gspn.tv plus member only survey, would you go check your email and please fill out the survey as soon as possible? It's really going to help us in the coming weeks. So God bless you all. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.